You know, it is good to be out here again today. And I, I wasn't sure midway through the week. It's like, okay, is this window closing? But uh, many of you know that I've tried to keep this window open as long as, as we can. Today we're continuing our theme in our series um, on In This Together. And we're in this theme for several weeks. And it really underscores, I hope, that we understand that we're not alone, Right? We are part of a community. We're part of a family. And it's not just any family, but it's a spiritual family, the authentic expression of us in all of our diversity of experience and background and how we come at life. It's a unity that exists even when there isn't necessarily uniformity for we are all different, but we are in this together. You see, this family, this spiritual family is intended to embody the one another's of Scripture. And many of you might remember we did a series on the one another's. Can you believe it's almost been a year ago that we talked about the one another's? But we're called to embody these one another's as a family, to love one another, to encourage one another, to serve and to spur on, to pray for, to even forgive one another. This is life in community. The way that Jesus intended his followers to live and to interact not only with one another, but to engage and interact with the world around them. You'll notice around here at Centralia Community Church that community is central to our purpose. Our C3 vision is stated as this, transforming the spiritual landscape of our community for generations to come. Our mission also, also mentions that same community when it says reaching our community with the love of Jesus and raising up disciples who impact our world. You see, the bottom line is, is that we're, we're all in with community. We believe in community. We believe that life is truly better together. But we're only, strong, we're only as strong collectively as we are individually. After all, we're a body together. Paul talks about this in the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter 12. When he writes, he says, The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. Paul goes on to say, Now you are the body of Christ, and each of you is a part of it. We understand how the body is intended to work, right? And we also understand when all of the functions of our body are not working correctly. I was just talking to someone before service who was mentioning this and bringing it to light that, you know, when something in the body is out of balance or when something isn't really kind of serving its full potential to the body, it disrupts the chemistry and the equilibrium, equilibrium of the body. We recognize as this body of Christ, using that same analogy, that to be at our best means that collectively it's made up of individuals who are going after the things of God. And when a part of us is struggling, right, we're, the whole body is going to not be at its full potential. 
So Paul describes this body, and while the body is made up of many parts, that we make up this body of Christ together. You know, I think of it, and we kind of hear this in terms of keeping ourselves physically fit. It's about having a strong core, right? Having a strong core. Now, I'll say this with much guilt in saying I've got plenty of work to do on my own core. But physically, we understand the core to kind of be the central area of our bodies, our, our lower back, our hips, our abdomen, the pelvis. All of these things kind of are essential to the strength of the other activities and the things that we want to do. Well, the same is true, of course, as it relates to the core of our spiritual lives. And within our series of In This Together, I felt was an opportunity. It's been a little while since we've talked about what we describe as our C3 core here at Centralia Community Church. And so I want to take a little of our time, I want to take our remaining time to just consider how, spiritually speaking, we can be strong at our core. Now, of course, being outside here, I don't have the benefit of any visuals, whether those watching online or for us in person. And so I'm going to need you to kind of visualize in yourselves the shape that we use oftentimes to describe the up in and out, that triangle, our upward relationship with God, our inward relationship with his body, the church, and our outward relationship with the world. See, the terms that we have come to describe those things are simply pursue and engage and impact. Pursuing in the up relationship a real and personal relationship with Jesus. In the engage, it's a matter of in, in being invested and active in the body, in God's church. And really, as I see it, the impact should come as a very natural byproduct of those things in that outward relationship with the world. It's about impacting and changing the world around you. When it comes to pursue, we also refer to pursue as seeking God and abiding in Him. We have this wonderful imagery in John 15, don't we, of the vine and the branches. If we remain attached to that vine, which is Christ, we'll bear much fruit. But apart from Him, we can do nothing. We're called to seek and to abide in Christ as a way of pursuing Him. And within that pursue, that there is oftentimes a process of discovery for someone who is outside of faith there's a process of discovery that brings them to a point of decision that god intends for all christ followers then to have a genuine devotion toward him to be devoted in pursuing christ and growing in him for when we are strong in our core, when we are strong as individuals, then we are that much stronger as a body collectively as we are brought together in this family, this spiritual family. Within the call to engage, we consider the importance of our own personal investment. Sometimes what I refer to, you know, having an investment, skin in the game, being connected with what God is doing here, that that as we engage, we engage through this, this activity of worship, this expression of worship, 
and the gathering together. We engage through the desire to be in community with one another that we recognize it's not just a matter of showing up at times. It's not just a matter of being present, but it's being engaged in knowing others and others knowing us. It's that principle in Scripture of iron sharpening iron that we engage in this thing known as community. But as it comes to the body and the church, it's also being engaged in service. For God has given each of us unique gifts, hasn't he? Your gift mix, your gift recipe, and your DNA looks different from mine. And your willingness to share your gifts, to serve in your gifts, are an important part of, of who we are as this body connected together. But you know, oftentimes we think of things just kind of stopping there. We maybe think of, well, isn't the end game of kind of being a flourishing body, of being a flourishing church? But friends, we must remember that as God's family, that as the church, the church exists for those who have yet to know Jesus Christ. You see, if there's one thing this pandemic has also reminded us about as we sometimes loosely use the term church, is the church is not a physical building. It is a gathering of God's people that we are the body of Christ, that we are his church. And sometimes that gathering happens in that building and clearly sometimes that gathering happens in other places but we understand that it's not just for ourselves that the c3 core includes the impact that we seek to impact those around us a world that is in need as we engage in the mission of god so here at centralia community church we have opportunity in different ways to express that. And one of the things that comes to mind are the intentional partnerships that we have with, with efforts and groups outside of ourselves within our community as exhibited in this, this initiative that we're kicking off this fall of what we're calling our C3 Learning Labs. Recognizing that school is such a challenge for families and students, we want to help stand in the gap and come alongside. And it's not just for this time. But it's out of a desire that as our community and as our families thrive, so too God makes this faith community thrive, and we gain so much by giving of ourselves. Pursue, engage, and impact. I wanted to bring those thoughts back in front of us today because I think as we launch into the fall, whatever this fall is to look like, we need to be people who are about those things, pursuing and seeking God, abiding in Him, engaging in our worship, being connected in community, being engaged in service and the sharing of our gifts and our resources and our abilities, but also being willing and having a desire to impact people who are in need and sometimes we make that a much bigger recipe than it needs to be. I'm convinced that as we pursue and we abide in Christ, that the Spirit of God leads us in the directions that God would have us go. He will point those things out to you. You don't have to manufacture. You don't have to reinvent because God's already at work. And sometimes when we don't recognize 
we don't see or we don't feel does not mean that God is still not very much at work. You see, when we acknowledge that we're in this together, we see ourselves as part of a kingdom movement, not simply a part of a local church or a local expression of the faith community, for there are many great and wonderful faith communities within our surrounding community. But we recognize that we are part of a kingdom movement, and as we describe ministry and as we describe mission together, we see ministry and mission become very much one in the same. God is calling us to spread his kingdom work, to be his kingdom movement. What does this coming season look like? fall, winter, spring. It's a little hard to say, right? (laughs) It's a little hard to say. Had you told me that on September 20th, 2020, I would be having a service in the back parking lot, probably would have just laughed in your face. But we have learned that these are unprecedented, right? These are unpredictable times. What will this stretch ahead hold while certain things remain out of our control? I believe that God still leads us to thrive in the midst of these times. To not be led by discouragement, but to know that there is always hope and that God is always at work and God is inviting us to be a part of his work and that we're not alone in doing that. We are in this together. That as we personally invest and as we grow in our pursue and engage and impact our potential as this body of Christ increases exponentially. Because God is opening doors, because God is calling you and he's working through you to impact and make a difference in the place where he has put you. And for the next person, the same is true, that we are an extension of this wonderful body. We're an extension of this spiritual family, this community. And as we'll talk about in weeks to come, I think that all of these things, as we pursue and as we engage and impact, really position us well for a life of existing in this thing I like to describe as the radical middle. And I'm not the one to term that phrase. But to me, guys, the radical middle is the very kingdom space where Jesus worked. It's the very kingdom space where Jesus lived that even the the spiritually elite of Jesus' day didn't quite understand why Jesus spent the time and the spaces and the places that he did. But Jesus was very clear, wasn't he? He says, I didn't come for those who were well as if anyone is entirely well, right? Let's just get that out of our heads right now. It's okay to not be okay. A perfect place for imperfect people, right? Jesus says, I didn't come for the well, but I came for the sick. Sometimes the first step in 
Those who are sick is just recognizing that we're in need of a Savior. We're in need of Jesus. But this radical middle that Jesus lived within and Jesus ministered in, the messiness, the, you know, the, the difficulty that came in the radical middle for people who walked alongside Jesus, who wanted to simply approach life black and white, Jesus says, I'm going to choose to live in this radical middle because that's where the gospel really plays out. That's where kingdom work. That's where the kingdom is advancing. I want to direct our attention, as time is fleeting this morning, to just reflect upon Paul's words in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I think it's a powerful message that Paul speaks to us that we should be mindful of and how we go about our daily lives. And Paul writes these words. He says, Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For, for what we preach is not ourselves, Paul writes, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. And I love this next part of the passage. Paul says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. You feel perplexed at all right now at all? Persecuted, but not abandoned. Paul says, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be re revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. It is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with, with you to him. Paul says, all this for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, Paul says, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, get this, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. 
Friends, even when you can't see it, even when maybe you don't, you're not feeling it at times, let's be honest, God is still working. God calls us in this together. He calls us in this great and wonderful journey together. While we may not understand what is unfolding, we can trust that God is still in control. And I believe that while the challenges abound as a pastor in the ministry realm, how to keep people connected, how to keep people challenged, how to stay on point with our desire to pursue and to engage with one another and to, as a result, impact the world around us, that we can trust that God is out ahead of us. We are in this together. You are not alone. You are part of a spiritual family. You are part of a spiritual community. This is life in community. A community who continues to point you to Jesus. A community who's willing to hold you accountable if you're willing to do so. A community that both challenges and hopefully encourages you. We move into the fall, not knowing exactly what the months to come hold, but we do know that God's power remains. God's work remains. I want to encourage you to consider in your own walk with Jesus, what are you doing intentionally to pursue a real and personal relationship with him? What are you doing to engage and be invested in this body, in his church? There is still much that God has us to be doing. But how will you impact the world around you and maybe draw a much smaller circle? How will you impact your neighbor? How will you impact that family down the street? How will you impact the one that you work with? How will you impact the one that you see on the side of the road? God wants to work through your life. God wants you to know that as daunting as this stretch has been and continues to be, that we are in this together. We are his family. And because of that, as Paul says, we do not lose hearts. For we look to what is unseen and not to what is seen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Amen? We bow your heads with me as we pray. Father, this morning we submit ourselves to you, God. We recognize that in and of ourselves, Lord, and in, our, in and of our own doing, that we can't come close to achieving the things that you have marked out for us to do, the people that you have called us to be as your followers, as your family. Lord, I pray this morning as we have earlier reflected on our Jesus who is that way maker, who is the miracle worker, who is the promise keeper, the one who brings light into the darkness. Jesus, you have called us 
to partner with you in the world today. May we, Lord, be willing to go on this adventure, to go on this journey with you and to trust you and to make ourselves available to however you want to work in and through us. Lord, I pray for anyone today who feels isolated, who feels alone, maybe present here or joining us virtually, to know that they are not alone, that they are part of this wonderful family, and that, God, you have amazing things that you desire to do through your church, through your body. So may we be attuned to you, God. May we continue to trust you. May we find our hope and our purpose in you. For we're in this together. God, be glorified in our lives. May you be lifted up as we offer ourselves to you, as we offer our praise to you. We pray this all in the mighty and the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.